This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. I name our locations, Mitchell, every once in a while, especially yes. when there's context to where we're going with our next interview. You know, that was a very clever intro, Mark. I, w- I will take that and run with it. Yeah, you know, Mark and I kind of have a unique situation. We do this radio t- radio show together in Sirius XM every week. Uh, we are friends in real life, but we do the show together every week. And the challenges, Mark, of us working together, uh, not really a challenge for us because we sort of figured out how it works and we have a rhythm and a style and a you know plan to it. Mark is based up in lovely Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I'm in Los Angeles. So how do we do a radio show but still remain connected since we are working together in a meeting that's audio, but we rely on video cues and seeing each other for visual cues. And Mark, this is something that I think now in an evolving workspace where people work digitally together and collaborate all over the world, this is sort of a situation that a lot of people are still trying, not lucky like us, but they're, they're still trying to figure out how this new digital workspace works, correct? Absolutely. And here to talk more about this particular topic, it's almost Mitchell like you you planned this. Um, how did I do that? <laughs> Stan Klebanov, business development manager at one of our favorite companies, which is View. Sonic, Stan, welcome to your tech report. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. It's a pleasure. Stan, you know, ViewSonic is is a pretty large organization. You guys make a whole lot of different products that we have come accustomed to using, whether it's projectors or screens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, when it comes to just workspaces in general these days, though, there's there's a trend that I'm seeing, and I'm seeing this in in my, my world, which is the broadcasting world, which is employers have finally caught on that letting people work from home isn't actually a bad thing. Or having multiple locations, obviously, is a requirement depending on what kind of companies you work with. I work with a great company you know, called LogMe, and people have heard of them before. They have offices across the world, so they rely on technology and innovation of today to help people who are remote stay connected and maintain that kind of look and feel. Obviously, this is something of importance to a company like ViewSonic. Where where are we going worldwide? You know, I'm seeing offices shut down to save money. Is this something that I'm just seeing, or is this something that we're seeing on a more global spectrum here? No, I think that uh, you guys are a perfect example of what's happening in the workforce. Um, you know, for those of us who've been around for a for a while, we've seen these kind of changes. Uh, the the Traditional workplace when it started out was uh, rows of desks and offices and a lot of walls and you know there was the first attempt at opening that up and, and increasing the amount of collaboration inside the company was to remove those walls and have uh, a little bit more workplace freedom and open office concepts. You remember all that trend and that was right. that was the first attempt. Now. Um, it's becoming more of a freedom-driven office environment where you've got a lot more remote employees, remote offices, and now technology really has to come into play here because now how do we connect all of these remote employees, not just, not just uh, communication, but data, data-driven solutions, whether it's cloud-based or um, video uh, conference calling, everything has to work seamlessly with, with um, 
enterprise level security. So there's a lot of challenges. And uh, ViewSonic is really at the forefront of that because we are adding interactivity to so many of the product categories that we participate in. See, Stan, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things we love that Mark and I love to do on the show is we like talking about, first of all, companies that we love and have grown with throughout our business and, and personal lives. And ViewSonic is one of those companies that people may perceive in a certain way. It's people may look, oh, ViewSonic, oh, I have a ViewSonic monitor. They're a monitor company. This is what they do. So you're talking about what the company does on such a larger scale for so many more people that has so much more to do than just seeing each other. Talk a little bit about the product line, what ViewSonic is doing, researching, developing, bringing to market that really does enhance the overall experience that you're talking about right now. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned our history because ViewSonic, we've been around for over 32 years. And, and of course, we're best known for our award-winning line of high-performance monitors. That's, right. That is our roots. Uh, we grew as a desktop display company. But our business has evolved to encompass a full range of display solutions needed today. And, and we're talking about monitors, projectors, interactive flat panels, commercial displays, and kiosks. So that interactive flat panel category that that is, it's, it's an area where we are experiencing tremendous growth, and it's really the fastest growing part of our business as well, because collaborative technologies are transforming education and enterprise markets. So ViewSonic, we, we continue to innovate in these areas. We're implementing interactivity capabilities in, in virtually every one of our product, product categories. So uh, you know, interactive capabilities and in monitors, interactive capabilities and projectors, of course, interactive flat panels, even our commercial displays have interactive capabilities. You know, when you walk up to a kiosk in a mall, right. uh, you expect to be able to walk up and just touch it and interact with it and zero in on the store that you want to go to. Uh, that's becoming the the norm in society. So, not only are we responding to it, but we're actually innovating and driving that growth. So in many ways, um, ViewSonic, we started out as a monitor solutions company. That's our roots. But right. we grew into a, pre- a presentation solutions company, and now we're evolving and adapting ourselves into an interactive collaboration solutions company uh, around display technology. So, you know, you throw the word out interactive, and obviously we know when you walk up to that screen in the mall, you know, the interactive element of that is obviously the the software behind it and being able to touch it and interact with it. How does that, how do you define that in those traditional products like projector and and monitors? How would you describe that? Well, software is definitely a key. And, um, you know, we, with our hardware, we, one of the great things about, uh, our hardware in ViewSonic is that we are platform agnostic. So we try to work with everybody. So if you're, if you have a, our resellers, our partners have a specific server solution that can integrate with our kiosk. So we're, we don't um, say, no, you must use ViewSonic technology to use ViewSonic software. We, we work with Microsoft. We work with Apple. We work with Google. We work with, um, everybody's um, server solutions for content so um, that we can allow our products to be used across all different markets and all different sectors. You know, one of the, one, I guess a good example of that is probably a digital signage, right? It's one of these, one of these market 
segments that popped up a while ago, but has really it's really immersive these days. Like it's gone to a whole new level. How how much of that market is ViewSonic involved in? Oh, it's it's a huge part of our business. We have um, commercial displays of all different sizes, not just uh, commercial displays that are static that can display the the content, but interactive displays as well. So, uh, as I said, you can walk up and and touch the menu and interact with it. And, of course, that's all software-driven. And there are many, many solutions in the market out there that can do it. But you do need that front-end panel that has that interactive capability. Many of our our panels have 20-point touch capability. Uh, You have the ability within the boardroom with these these panels to, to seamlessly cast your your screen, so you can share your screen to these screens, uh, panels from any device anywhere in the room or across the internet. So you have multiple screen sharing at the same time. So not just with with commercial panels in retail applications, but uh, virtually everywhere. Interactivity is changing everything in in the way that we are working and digitally transforming our, our, our lives. Um, I, I've got a, a personal question to ask you, and, and yeah. there's a follow-up to it, which is, how long <laughs> have you been at the company with ViewSonic? I've been with the company uh, just less than a year, um, okay. but I've been in the, um, in the display and digital industry for most of my career in consumer electronics over 28 years in, um, in digital displays, uh, going way, way, way back to when we first launched that first uh, projector on the market. I've been, I've, so I've seen a lot of evolution in the industry. So when, when I started in, uh, in broadcasting, I worked at a local radio station in Montreal, and I walked into this room, and instead of like a, a traditional, I guess, mixing environment where you have this giant console, they had a ViewSonic monitor. It was probably a 15-inch <laughs> monitor, uh, tube and everything, but the engineer at the radio station had modified it to be touch-capable. So it was, <laughs> it was my first interaction with a, a truly interactive touchscreen display. Through your career, what was the point? Is there a point that you realized or you saw this in this this trend going from this do-it-yourself type thing at home to something that is almost expected now in displays? Well, I think that uh, the world changed when the um, iPhone was released. Uh, I don't remember the actual date of that, but uh, the fact that you can you know hold in your hand. Uh, more power than they used in computing technology to get to the moon. That changed everything. And that was an interactive device. I mean, iPods were interactive a little bit, but the software was very basic. Now you had something that, that has, has literally changed the world. And it, it's changed it in business. It's changed it forever in education. They're still trying to figure out how to deal with the fact that students have these devices uh, and they're used to these devices. I think the phone um, has has been the disruptor, the, the the biggest disruptor in the entire industry. It's disrupted digital cameras. It's disrupted uh, uh, music. It's yes. disrupted uh, so many industries. Media consumption in general, really. I mean, exactly. And and now um, when when you walk up to that, going back to that kiosk example, when you walk up to that kiosk in the mall, you're walking up to a giant phone, to uh, a millennial. To the younger generation, they just see a giant screen in front of them, and they touch them and, and expect to get some action out of it. <laughs> so, you know, if it, if it doesn't actually work, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. We, we have our viewboard interactive flat panels 
in the education market, in the classroom. Yeah. And, and it's an explosive category for us, and we've had tremendous success. Uh, I, we had a complaint from a school board, and the complaint was <laughs> that students were coming home and um, touching the televisions in the house and wondering why, <laughs> <laughs> wondering why it wasn't working. And uh, so that's actually, that's funny, right? But that's the expectation is even in the homes. Why isn't my television responding to when I go up and touch it? This is the way things should work. I remember when my, my mother first came over and, and she only had an iPad and I'm sitting in front of my MacBook and she's trying to touch my screen and I'm just getting Stop annoyed it, because because of the, the fingerprints and I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. She's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't work like that. And the that's disappointment right. and the shame of dealing with that. Uh, let me ask you something about, uh, it's sort of a topic that keeps on coming up. It's one of these, you know, sort of circular comments and people don't exactly know how to answer or what the real answer is. And that's when people are talking about screen size. And again, we're talking about expectations when you walk into a mall, when you see these giant gorgeous displays uh, and people think, and I think, and Stan, tell me if, you, if, you, if you've seen this as well, there's still so many people that resist going to a larger monitor size or traditionalists that won't go, but there are still people that love 15, 17 inch size. And now when we talk about monitors, like you say, being our connection to our workplace, our connection to our coworkers, our connection to our digital media, which has become huge these days. More people, I think, are consuming media on mobile devices and their computers than they ever have on a television. This is something that isn't just for people, you know, that are looking for, you know, we're going to, gaming is a totally, I know I, know I want to ask you about gaming as well, but the trend to a larger screen just isn't about showing off or bragging points or look what we can do. It really is our window to everything we have in our lives now. Are you seeing that trend toward larger and even maybe looking to develop different size aspect ratios and still larger yet. Do you see that as a bigger trend as we move forward in a digital age? Oh, no, absolutely. Um, when you're talking about monitors and you're talking about monitor applications, right, there's so many different applications from gaming to professional use, home business, uh, whether it's touch screens or, uh, you know, so people, people are, are using their monitors for multiple uses. Uh, gaming is a, is a great example. So um, we now have like a 38-inch curved gaming monitor. So you talk about an, an immersive experience, but that monitor could also be used on the desktop for business. Uh, very common to have multiple uh, dual monitors on your desktop. Uh, I'm, I'm at my desk. I have dual 24-inch in front of me. And, um, you know, it's not about running one app anymore. When is the last time you had one app open on your desktop? Everybody now has multiple apps open. They've got their their corporate CRMs maybe on one side. They've got their email on the other. They've got PowerPoints open, PDFs open. And uh, if you're a millennial, you also have your Facebook page open, and you've got <laughs> your music playing and your headphones on, and you're in the zone, and you're coding or whatever you're doing. So um, we all have multiple um, applications going. You need to have the space uh, to do it. So... Uh, larger monitors, dual monitors, uh, connectivity with USB-C or display port where you can daisy chain them all together and just plug right. one cable into your laptop. All of this is changing how we, how we interact with the technology. But we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We, we even have a 43-inch uh, um, 4K. Oh, my. You know, um, <laughs> it's, you know, really, really Big. But that, you know, you say, well, what do I, I can't put that on my desktop. But for command and control applications, when you're talking about having multiple um, 
of these on on a console where you have uh, four or six or eight video feeds going to that monitor. Right. Uh, there are applications where it makes total sense, and having 4K, of course, gives you a, a, a decent resolution for every segment of your of what you're looking at. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you know, again, you divide that into four different sections, and you're looking at, at, at four full 1080p solutions, which is beautiful. Yeah. No, exactly. So, um, and, of course, the graphic cards, the, you know, the... That's what's driving it all. So right. as they push the envelope, I mean, now we're talking about 8K. Yeah. You know, they're, they're talking about <sighs> rolling out 8K. And, you know, on a small monitor, 8K, um, wow, you might say it's overkill. But when you start getting onto bigger and bigger monitors and, uh, and higher resolution content, you know, that's where that, that uh, 8K may start to make sense. I mean, it's not like we're streaming 8K television yet. I know that's not there, but uh, right. in some areas of the world, that's, that's, uh, they're already talking about it. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought up the multiple applications because for me, and, you know, I think Mark and I are both in the same situation, Stan, where all of our friends and family, because we have a radio show, because we're tech heads off the air, people are always calling us and asking, do I need this? What do I need? What do I? And, and I'm glad you mentioned the multiple applications for a larger form factor screen because, honestly, I'll be 55 this year. I, I'm still a gamer at my age. I still play PC and console gaming. But when you talk about a larger I started to drool, I think, when you mentioned that 43-inch monitor. Not attractive, but a genuine reaction. <laughs> And, and it wasn't necessarily because I can imagine playing, you know, my favorite PC games on it. It was because of, like you mentioned, the multitasking, Mark and I doing the radio show. I can have my, my audio software up in one corner. I could have Mark's beautiful large face in another corner. I could Aww. have the internet open. On, oh, Mark, I had to throw you something. I could have the, the web open, you know, the internet open on another section. It's good to be able to have access, even when we're editing, shameless plug, coming in three, two, one, our YouTube channel videos. Uh, you know, I like to be able to have the the editing software open, still have another window open, and these are things you can only use when you have a larger canvas. Stan Mitchell is one of those guys that has uh, his desktop is covered, just absolutely (laughs) covered, and his browser how many tabs do you have open now? What, 112? No, probably like 18. Let's not (laughs) shame me too much, Mark. Well, well, listen, it's very rare these days uh, to walk into a company and not see people with with dual monitors yeah. on their desktop, right? So that's kind of the norm. I, I was right. a, a reseller the other day. Every single, uh, every single uh, workstation had dual monitors. So yeah. when you're talking about dual 24s, you've got 48 inches of monitor in front of you. You should see my right. desk. <laughs> so having a 43-inch single 40, 4K monitor um, makes a lot of sense. It's, it's one display. You can... Um, you can. We've got software which which can allow you to split into how many different segments you want. You can customize that, so you can then have everything you need on the one desktop instead of you know sharing it and and having two stands on your desk or or whatever. There's 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 different ways to do it. Um, is the mm-hmm. trend is the is the bezel list trend something that you guys are are jumping on the bandwagon for? Well, I think that that uh, you know bezel list can can be used in a lot of different applications. If you're going to go double monitor, having bezel-less is great because you can yeah. just put them right together and it's a very cool look, especially if you're in gaming. You can go bezel-less uh, monitors. You can have two or three that surround you. So, sure, bezel-less is great. When you're talking about uh, commercial use, uh, especially things like video walls, of course, bezel-less is, yeah, of course. is a very important feature. And, uh, you know, you, we... we are in that business as well, and we have, 
you can put four or nine or whatever, three by three, two by two, whatever configuration you want. And the smaller the bezel, the better the better that looks. And uh, so that's an important part of that. Um, but you can also do some very innovative digital signage solutions using bezel-less uh, monitors. Um, you can... Uh, we're working with a company called Hyperwall, and uh, you know they can, you, with their software and our monitors, we can have 20 monitors on a wall in all different kind of angles and configurations, all operating as one, one giant video display. It's very wow. cool looking to see it. So that opens up a whole world of creativity for digital signage um, design for retail, especially that want to put out something uh, innovative for their brand. Wow, you know, you know. While while we're talking, I, I'm listening to you, and at the same time, you've gotten me so excited about the larger size form factor monitors. I'm looking up all the ViewSonic monitors: <laughs> 32 inch, 32 inch curve, 30 inch flat panel, borderless. You guys, and, and this is like you know, for people for people that are listening, ViewSonic has has become synonymous with great monitors for decades, and we know that. A lot of our listeners know that, but it's also nice to know uh, that you guys are always coming out with newer products, and that people, you know, with with greater connectivity, because people are always looking for oh, does it have DisplayPort? Am I getting HDMI. Here's what cables I have. I'm limited to this, so you're never going to make I, everybody I, happy. But you can try. I, but yeah, but you know what? <laughs> they have such a large selection. People need to go online and check everything out. And the thing that also, and this is something we haven't touched on, and at the risk of sounding like a used car salesman, the prices are fantastic. But you guys have <laughs> always managed. But that, but that is that means something. The fact that you guys are always you know able to put out these amazing monitors with all the latest features, great refresh rates, great connectivity, great panels, great color, and the price point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great color gamut, and the the prices have always remained incredibly competitive. And I think that can only happen because. Because you guys have been doing this for so long and do it so well, you know? Well, and it's part of our brand. You know, what you just mentioned there, ViewSonic is known for quality and excellence and value. And right. what we bring to market, you know, we, we have a full range of products from inexpensive to high-end. Um, you, you mentioned, I mean, we still go from you know, 17, 19-inch all the way up to 43-inch. But right. we also go into areas that take us all the way up to 98 inch. So when you're talking about the interactive flat panels, I just want to go back to that for a sec because sure. uh, the view board, the interactive uh, uh, panels, it's our fastest growing area. It's run by our, our tremendous software we developed called uh, My View Board. And it starts at 55 and we have 55, 65, 75, 86. Wow. And we are this <laughs> summer launching a 98-inch version of that. So think about that. What? A 98-inch interactive flat panel <laughs> at the front of your uh, boardroom or in your workspace. So, you know, you got to make sure that, that you mount it on the wall so that people of all sizes can reach the top of the screen. You can't mount it too high, right? But 98-inch, uh, so you'll be able to walk up and uh, draw on it with your fingers or styluses, whatever you want cast your your uh, content to it from the room or from the internet and interact with with uh, with your coworkers or, or remote remote workers uh, digitally so size is important uh, you still want to get as as large a size as the room requires and the audience requires you know for small huddle space sure throw in a 55 inch um, <laughs> But for a large boardroom, you might want to go 86 or, or even 98 if that's what you're looking for. 
you know, it's funny. That wasn't, yeah. There was no ability to, to get into that size product, and you had to rely on projection technology. Now we're, we're, we're putting that into uh, interactive uh, flat panels. You know, Stan, you were sorry about that. You're, you're talking about, you know, mounting a 98-inch on the wall. I think we were dealing with that size. It is the wall. And I'm trying to think of a way, how do I get this sucker in my house when my wife's saying, yeah, 98 display touch panel and that takes up an entire wall of a room. That's a great idea, honey. It saves now, money in my on mind, paint, Mitchell. <laughs> it's exactly. We'll never have to paint that wall. Mark, that's a great selling point. Dude, you're helping me out here. Yeah. And plus hey, you can, we you never can, have to paint this room. You get this quarter around around it, a nice border around it. It looks like it just fits in the wall. The entire room could be. digital picture frame. Just exactly. you know, throw up some artwork and you're good. It could put, be any color you want. We'll just put that color on the display. Just put a picture of what the wall used to be. Exactly. Exactly. Try to match the paint. Uh, Stan Klebanoff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We could probably talk for the next hour, but we won't. What we'll do is we'll take some time to digest this conversation, play with some cool products, and uh, and we'll talk to you down the road and see what's what's new, because there's always something new when it comes to this kind of technology. Well, I I really appreciate uh, having me on the show and um, uh, allowing me to bring you guys up to date on Visonic. It's, uh, it's, I'm very proud to uh, tell you about the innovations that we're bringing to market. It, it, for us, it's never been a more exciting time to be in the display space as, uh, as the world continues on this uh, digital transformation path that we've been talking about. So I appreciate the opportunity. Stan Klebanoff, Business Development Manager over at ViewSonic. Thank you again for joining us, and thank you guys for being here this week. Special thanks to Daniela over at BMW. And, of course, on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, thank you guys for being here. Follow along with us on all our social media, and we'll, you know, we'll let our little announcer girl take care of that for you. Have a good week. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.